welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And oh my goodness, you guys, I'm so sorry for our... There, I feel like we haven't been on the podcast in so long. Well, it was because you and Dan did the last, Matthew for Dan did the last (laughs) podcast, the first of the year. We did. We had a few weeks to go and now we're in February, the month of love for our month. The month of love. No, I know. And the podcast with Dan was so funny because I feel like he's just such a contrarian, you know? Mm. And I think like at the core of it, we have the same, like, I think that we have similar, a similar mindset and like similar values when it comes to what we're trying to do with the people that we help. But I also think that like some of the things that he says are so explosive. Mm. So if you guys haven't listened to our last podcast with matchmaker Dan Miami, the Miami matchmaker, definitely go back and listen because I thought it was hysterical. And I said some really aggressive things too. It's just funny. (laughs) It's a good thing he lives in Florida. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's true. Wait, why do you say that, Christina? Because they are they're allowed to say more than other people in other states. Oh yeah. If he was in LA, he'd be canceled in 30 exactly. seconds. He really would be. It's so that's that's comedic. I think he just moved actually though to Texas, I want to say. Something oh, okay. Yeah, so now he even has more uh, freedom of speech. So, you know what? Good for him. I love Dan. He's such, he's so it's, fun. It's good. It's good to get different perspectives on here. And yes. you show your perspective. I had put part of your conversation on my Instagram. Yeah. And I was I was a little taken aback that that's what... <laughs> So the advice that he was giving. But then you said, Christina, did you listen to the podcast? I immediately... <laughs> No, I don't know why Anthony put that clip on. (laughs) Why would that be the clip? I'm sorry. And then I'm sorry. I love Anthony with all my heart and soul, but I did not realize that that was the clip that they would do. And then we're not trying to tout that. I'm sorry. I completely disagree. And I mean, I get what he was saying. He got, he was saying that you don't put for nice guys don't immediately put put women on this like queen pedestal because then they walk all over you but the problem is like you give that advice to the wrong guy and they do the like it's just they don't it's know. very right. it's very problematic advice to give because as much as you know there are you know, there are a lot of nice guys out there. I also think that the nice guy can also go into that totally shit, like opposite mode and then become like the douchebag, cold, 
not respecting women, misogynistic because he doesn't get a lot of female attention. So I think that that's the danger of it. It's kind of like giving them more ammo to be like, oh, don't, don't give women anything. And then they're like, okay, well then I'm not paying for the date. And then you just, you're just getting this bizarre mentality that is just not at all like these guys need to be working on building their masculinity and working on building their self-confidence and building their skills with women. Um, I completely agree, Alessandra, but it's great clickbait. (sighs) Oh God, kill me. (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to stars. They're just like us. We have a lot to talk about today. Really do. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay. So Christina, do you know anything about Julia Fox? Do you have any idea who this is? Okay, you have no Um, idea. So basically, Julia Fox dated Kanye West for literally 30 seconds last year. I remember. Yes, and he bought all of her friends Birkin bags, which is something that I feel like I would make my partner do for all of my friends. Um, Just if if history is is a predictor of... of reality. But anyway, so she she dated Kanye West for 30 seconds literally, but then she really has milked that 15 minutes of fame and has like basically used that to as kind of her her jumping off point to being a like a fashionista, a just very like tabloids love her. Um, she wears these outrageous outfits. She, her voice went viral on TikTok. Actually, it was an interview that she did for Access Hollywood for Emily, one of our old girlfriends that we did on stage with when we were really young. We did this like theater um, thing with, with Emily back years and years and years ago. And Emily um, works at Access Hollywood and she's on air. And um, she did this interview with Julia about... Um, about uh and um oh what did she say it was like about dating billionaires and 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 Emily's like oh so I guess these are the last the last you won't be doing billionaires anymore or something like that and just she has so many quotes that went viral because the way that she speaks is so it's just so different it's so interesting and the way that she dresses is so different and interesting and she just doesn't she just is very avant-garde and like lives in New York City and was already just kind of a socialite. But but yeah, the the relationship with Connie was really her launching point to the level of fame that she's at right now. But I think that it's such a great, like this, um, what I'm about to tell you news-wise and um, what we're talking about is also so indicative of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, so Julia is a very known name in anyone that knows anything about pop culture. We all know Julia Fox. If you know anything, sorry, Christina. Um, But this shows that even if you're a celebrity, it does not mean that you have money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she did this tour, this little like TikTok tour of her modest New York city apartment. And I watched it. And when I tell you it is modest, it is like a modest mouse. And literally she has mice. Like she has a rat. She has, yeah, she has like a family of rats. 
And you just see it's this tiny apartment. The living room is her room. It's a one bedroom. She, her child, she has a child. The child has the main, the other room. Um, It's like the kitchen is, is tiny. She has boxes stacked. It's just like when you see her on a red carpet or wearing these, you know, She's wearing, you know, Alexander McQueen and, um, and, you know, Moogler and like all of these avant-garde, like Hermes, like she's doing, she's wearing literally these dresses that she's wearing in these bags. I mean, a, 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 a Birkin bag minimum is 15K. So like, but then you see this apartment and you're like, mm. what a huge discrepancy between perception and reality. Yes. That's so true really wild. And I even, I had, um, Eddie, you know, Eddie, um, my, my friend. So Eddie Levy, he is an actor in LA and he's on a TV show called AP bio. I sound like I'm, I'm really name dropping right now. I'm really sorry, you guys, but like, listen, I guess that's why you love me. But, um, but one of my good friends, Eddie, he's, he's a working actor in LA. And he was asking me about like celebrities and celebrity matchmaking. And I said, listen, a lot of these reality stars don't actually have any money. A lot of these celebrities don't have money. So it's, you know, maybe they're in the database, but a lot of them don't have money. Um, and we've even had, bigger names, like household names that were still renting their, you know, their, their quote unquote townhomes or whatever. We went to one who was still renting and she was a huge name, probably a household name. And then we're like, oh, she like rents. Like, that's so weird. So anyway, all that to say, um, I want to talk about in real life, how important are lifestyle similarities while dating? Let's just talk about this for a second in the context of dating. Mm, Yeah. And I was just thinking as you were speaking about the discrepancies, we've talked about a few celebrities who had a similar situation like Nick Jonas's ex-girlfriend, Miss Mm -hmm. Olivia. What was her name again? Oh, God. Do you remember oh, Olivia Culpa? I, yes, yes. Olivia Culpa, yes. This, And also you see celebrities do things to try to make money in the public eye. And for, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking particularly in, with Prince Harry, well now not Prince anymore, but Harry and Mer- Meghan Markle. Uh, Harry, was. yeah, I don't know what his, his last, that I don't know what their horrific, last horrific, horrific book. I'm oh. sorry. Ooh. That book I saw that book out. I didn't know Christina. if it was something you had read. I haven't read it, but I've heard clips. Everyone has heard clips at this point. And they're the most cringeworthy. And I loved, we loved Prince Harry growing up. And I, I watched their documentary as well. And Christina, tell tell the listeners what our um, Christmas, Christmas conversation, our Christmas table conversation was. Yes, we were. Alessandra had watched. Had you watched the whole documentary? Uh, on, I was Netflix in the middle 
Okay. Yeah, I was in the middle of the documentary. Yes. So Alessandra brought this up as perfect fodder for Christmas dinner conversation. Because, you know, you need, like, it can be a little contentious at right. Christmas dinner. it's not personal. Yeah. It's not a person. You're not talking about people. We're not talking politics, <laughs> you know. I was like, let's, let's, it's me and Christina like to brainstorm different topics that we can bring up with our family. The funny thing, though, is politically, we wouldn't have any contentious intentions. So, but I think, I think in order to not get negative, because sometimes people can get negative and rabbit hole about politics, even if about anything, yeah, about anything, about really talk about something that doesn't really matter, but is interesting, but still elicits (laughs) emotion. That's where Christina and I, like, we love to brainstorm topics (laughs) like that. So we talked about exactly the documentary and I was like, before I saw the documentary, I was very, um, I was not a hater by any means. I wouldn't say, but I was also very, um, suspicious. Yes. skeptical. Skeptical. I was very skeptical of the whole situation. I was very skeptical of Megan in particular. Mm. I was very skeptical of Megan just because we, we live in LA, we get the game, you know, we, we understand. And especially just working with a lot of men and women who are in LA, who have kind of big goals, big dreams, sometimes ulterior motives when they're dating and when they're interviewing with us and what they're looking for in a partner. I just, my brain went to, oh, obviously she knew she was getting Prince Harry and, you know, she wanted, like, I just, I was skeptical of Megan, but then I did watch the documentary and my heart really turned a lot to, I, I really understood what happened and I, I gave her so much more of the benefit of the doubt, um, with everything. So I thought the documentary was incredible because it, it did really, really change my mind. Hmm. But anyway, but then the book, oh, the book, the book, the book and Harry, just Harry, stop, like, stop, just stop, just stop. Like you don't want press don't write a tell-all book. It's just, it's like the worst thing that you could do. And it's so invasive. Like nobody needs to know these intimate details about you, about your family, just privacy. Like it's all about privacy and that's what you want. So why are you now writing a book where you, where you're telling these unnecessary inane anyway, so okay, let's clearly talk about- privacy is not what they're looking for, but that's what we're. That's what I coming back to your question about lifestyle differences and and yes, in in LA and in New York, there are people who maybe celebrities or maybe claiming to live a certain way, but actually don't, and that's why we tell people to be very careful of who you're dating because there are a lot of discrepancies with that. And I think that... There's a lot of smoke and mirrors. A lot of smoke and mirrors, yes. And especially if you're trying to make it and people really do fake it until they make it. Mm-hmm. So you do, when you're getting to know someone, you do, those those factors are important to, to actually know... Oh, sorry. Yes, Alessandra? 
No, I also, this reminds me of Austin Butler and Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Austin was just in the media as well because he had a really rough point, a, a, a rough couple years in his career when he had been dating Vanessa Hudgens. And like all allegedly, he was basically like freeloading off of Vanessa Hudgens. And it was when her star was really, really rising and his was just kind of not. Um, and she was basically like, he was living at her home. He was, you know, he was like, mm. like she was the provider. He was and freeloading then, off of her. Yeah. He like, was freeloading. Yeah. And now he, you know, and she was so encouraging with his career and just so supportive. And then they broke up and now he got the huge role of Elvis and his, now he is really oh. doing incredibly well, but it's back to that LA fake it till you make it that LA, New York. Mm -hmm. It's all about like, you would never know if you saw the men on red, on a red carpet that he probably had God only knows what in his actual bank account. Whereas, you know, to the public, if you think like, oh, he's a name, you know, he's a, even though Maybe you know somebody's Vanessa name. and Hudgens, so he must have. Yeah, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's why bringing oh, yeah. it back to when yeah, dating our listeners and dating, it is important to see if someone is able to stand on their own two feet. I think that's definitely a prerequisite for being getting into a relationship with the person. I know there are people like Vanessa, who are okay with dating someone who's struggling, but they should be able to support themselves regardless. And you shouldn't be the one funding their career. I There are certain instances, Alessandra, though, of someone maybe going to med school where the woman has to take a certain, if a man goes to med school or the woman goes to med school or law school or something like that, where I've heard situations where that person can't really bring much to the table at that point, mm -hmm. but they're on a clear trajectory to mm -hmm. success in financial success. But yeah. I think that... But Christina, imagine you're just dating somebody who's right. in med school and you're, they're living with you, you're supporting no, I them. Would never, I would never do, I would never mm -hmm. have recommend people to live together, they should still be able to take out loans and do it on their own and do it on their own. I do not unless think you're married. Is, right. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. no. Do not is not the place for that. Not the yeah. place for that. Mm -hmm. Do not unless you are married and especially women. And here is where also the the kind of catch 22. What is it when it's kind of like the double standard? Oh right. that book. Remember that book, Christina Double? Standard. We never read it, but it never always came it. in our Christmas stockings. It sure did. It always <laughs> came back and forth, double standards. We passed um, it back and forth to each other. Oh, every year. <laughs> I wonder where that book is now. I really do. Um, but I think that there is a bit of a double standard there because I think it's one thing if a guy is freeloading, but like we don't call it that when it's a woman that is just getting like, you know what I mean? I still think it's, I still think it's, unless you're married, it's yeah. the woman should take out loans. If this is yeah. not, it puts undue pressure on a relationship when yeah. someone, and also it puts a power dynamic in there too. Yes. And I've heard of couples getting married when the woman has supported the guy through med school and th then he just feels indebted to her 
and Mm -hmm. they get married and there's this very weird thing of, okay, I was actually, I just kind of felt like I had to marry her at that point. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) And also, so there's this other, there's, I I think I've spoken about this before, the high value, the high value women, um, which I love, you know, I, I, I get annoyed at the term high value woman, just because I feel like it's been bastardized and kind of, um, just, I, 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 I think like, the concept of it is beautiful and the the concept of high value man, high value woman. um, I get it. And I love that. But I think that within um, social media, it's just gotten really convoluted. Um, So there are different, um, different kind of masculinity groups and different femininity groups that take it to a different space that I'm not quite comfortable with. So I think with the high value women movement and I, I I think I've said I'm a part of this group where um, it's a Facebook group where basically these women are asking each other for advice and it's 15,000 women in the group. So this is not a small group. Like this is a large group and it's basically all about, they're not sugar babies per se, but they talk all about rotational dating. They talk about basically... Mm. um, Basically, it's all about getting as much money out of a man as you possibly can and feeling entitled to that and manipulating, like how to get a man to pay your rent, how to get a man to, you know, um, uh, buy all of your furniture, how to get a man to fund your entire life. And while in my perspective and in my experience, my belief is that it is there is nothing more empowering than being able to provide yourself with the lifestyle that you love. That is, as a woman, there is nothing that makes me feel more in my feminine, nothing that makes me feel more empowered and just secure and safe than knowing and peaceful, mm-hmm. and peaceful than knowing that anything that I love and anything that I like, I can provide to myself. So yeah, I mean, I think that there's nothing more empowering than being able to provide that to yourself. Um, And then any man that comes into your life, it's not that you need him to provide you with the basics or even the luxury things that you enjoy. It's that he can, and it's this beautiful gift. So it's more of like this extra loveliness that's being added. It's like, it's like you need to already as a woman. And if you want to really actually be a high value woman, you need to be at a space where it's like, it's like with ice cream, like be all of the fabulous flavors of ice cream. And then the man should be the sprinkles, the whipped cream, the cherry on top, like that to me, as you're dating, that should be what the man is. It shouldn't be that you're not any ice cream or you're just like only one scoop and he's like seven other scoops and all of that. So that's my personal opinion about that whole movement and what I really think being a high value woman is. And I know that we talk about this ad nauseum, but I also do we think have that a like, podcast that's focused on yeah. what is a high value woman that yeah. you can 
check out. You guys can check out. But I also think that lifestyle similarities are really important. Um, I know this. I've worked with bachelorettes who have dated men in the past who were lovely. I'm thinking of one bachelorette. She dated, um, she dated a cop, her ex-boyfriend was a great guy, you know, great guy, but he hated, hated doing anything social. So all he wanted to do was sit on the couch and drink beer. That to him was, was heaven. But for her, she was a social butterfly and she loved going to different events and she, her lifestyle was very glamorous, but she, and she also liked, you know, being with her ex, but that lifestyle difference ended up being a huge factor in why it didn't work out. I'm not saying that your partner needs to, if you're a social, if you're a socialite or if you're a social butterfly, he needs to be with you every single place that you go, but they have to be able to, A, they have to actually enjoy the same things that you like to do. Otherwise it's an uphill battle. And B, if you do have um, expensive taste and if you like to go to fabulous restaurants, you need to be cognizant about who you're dating because you don't want to bankrupt some guy you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, you know, you don't want to, you know, be with somebody that you're going to then bankrupt just because he's trying to, you know, like just because the places that you like to go are not, are not in the same vein as what you enjoy. So that needs to be a priority. And if, if something, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. And like, and if, but also with that, but then then you can't expect a Ken model. No, it's true. That's why everything is a give and take. Right. So like exactly. if you want a, like you can't I mean, a Ken doll. <laughs> a Ken, yeah. Right. I mean, but yeah, exactly. I, I mean exactly. And there are men that have, you know, uh, that are attractive that also do enjoy the finer things, but it might take a little longer to find them and you may have to hire a matchmaker. And even when you do, don't expect Ken dolls that are also, you know, and also you better be bringing it, girl. You better be, you know, This is, I like, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm going to get canceled for saying that, but you know, you, you have to be on, on it, you know, looking good, feeling good, bringing a lot to the table as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my perspective, but I think that the smoke and mirrors thing, I just found so wild, especially with Julia Fox, because I've never seen it. So like, like you always hear about it and we know it because you and I have lived in, and we've experienced you know, former situations. Oh yeah. We've seen it all. We've seen, you know, we've really seen it all. Um, I think we've, I mean, we've talked about your experience before, haven't we? Oh, don't no. worry about it. Let's, we won't, we won't, we won't, move we won't on bring to it Tom. back up. Oh, the black man. <laughs> okay. Tom. So Tom Brady is to officially retiring from football officially <laughs> and he's not dating according to source sources he's focusing on being a dad hmm. um in real life so we've talked a lot about tom i love tom bless his oh. little heart but he's just this misguided gem um but in real life would he still be married to Giselle if he just kept his word and retired last year? Yeah, I know. And I guess it's so hard to yeah, say coulda, if what could have would have should have would have happened, but I'm glad that at least he's woken up yeah. and realized 
life is short. Yeah. I'm a dad and I need to focus time on my kids right now. Whatever's happening exteriorly, the most important thing is for me to be there and present for them and show them that I love them. So who knows if he's, I think if he wants to focus on a dad, that's probably what he's thinking. So I I just wish that it wouldn't have come to this huge divorce, of course. Wait, Christina, maybe, maybe there's hope. Like maybe, maybe now he can focus on getting Giselle back. Right. Maybe he can. Like I honestly, I love that couple so much. And I think that if Tom like Tom is one of those men that is single focused and men are single focused. So now that football is out of the way, now maybe he can fully focus on his family life and winning Giselle back. And, and with the help of Monsignor, the, so we have, we go to the same church, Tom, Tom Tom, um, and Alessandra. Yeah, Tom and I go to the same church and our priest, Monsignor, um, Monsignor Turgeson, he is, um, he's Tom's personal, he's at every single Super Bowl, he's at every single Super Bowl, my, my, like the, the head priest at, the head pastor of St. Monica's at my church. So, Christina, maybe they could get back together. I really think that there's huge potential here. Is their divorce even finalized? No, no. They no. just, I think they just are hired. They just, they may, are, they may have filed the papers, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I know they both hired attorneys and they said that they were going to be, they were going to be getting a divorce. Tom and, oh, they finalized sure. their divorce mm. October 28th, 2022. What, oh. you guys? It's, uh, still, it's still not a no. Uh, I don't think, at least. No, it caught Christina, knowing them and knowing Monsignor, he probably shortlisted that annulment. I don't know, Alessandra. Well, there's no or maybe list maybe we could find Christina, this out. Christina, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll ask Monsignor. Maybe Monsignor like also had hope, so he like stalled the annulment process. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are feeding the rumor mill right now. But I have I I honestly have faith. I think that they just needed a break. I think they just needed a break. And I think Tom needed to be smacked into reality that this is. This is what's important, Tom. Right. Win your family back. You already won 17 Super Bowls. It's time to win Giselle back. Okay? It is time to win Giselle back. Alessandra, I think that line should be part of the title of this. I I think so, too. How many Super Bowls? (laughs) Hold on. The Super Bowls has Tom Brady won. Let's see. So I can really give... He's won seven. Tom, you've won seven Super Bowls. It's time to win Giselle back. Okay? You've already won seven Super Bowls. It's time to win Giselle back. Um, I hope he listens to that also. I do. And Tom, we can help you. You're right in Malibu. We're in Beverly Hills. You come over for some date coaching. You can also bring me down Rodeo, do a little shopping as my payment. I will I will do this as pro bono work, gifts only. Um as long as you bring me to Chanel. As long as you bring me to Chanel. There's a they're 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 um they're right now working on the actual Chanel store on Rodeo. 
Riverdale so we can go to the offshoot on Wilshire. It's fine. I'm not picky. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited about this. I think that there's major hope for them to get to get back together because he Good. finally, finally, like, yes, Tom, finally. And we're all rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. We were rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Okay. So anyway, let's move on to... Yes. So I just had one quick. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. That story we've been invested in. We've been invested in Tom and Giselle. I mean, I outraged the entire NFL community with my Fox News interview. That's true. Yes. What's up? We've all done. We've both done a lot of research and work on their (laughs) relationship. But the second thing that we've been invested in, I just wanted to give an update on is the relationship of the oh what's his name who dated kim kardashian also under pete, pete. davidson Ugh, and pete. emily radikowski i just was looking because i was posting something about on my instagram about love bombing that just to have people listen to my episode with on trending with timory and you can find that information on my instagram but they of course broke up on december 28th Christina, they've been broken up and he's already publicly with this other random actress right. and has been PDAing all over the place. Right. But that's, it just shows that what we were talking about with love bombing and the flame burns out quickly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to yeah. give that update for people who have been following and may not be the most like me looking at tabloids or looking no, at that's headlines Pete's, all the time. That's Pete's MO. He right. he leeches on to these women and he's obsessed with them. Then something happens and it is just as when it quick in, quick out. Okay. If true. it uh Taylor Swift has such a good um lyric from um elevator oh god labyrinth it's like it rises too fast it won't last um uh taylor swift um elevator um lyric if it rises too fast it won't last oh never mind there's a lot of elevator lyrics that taylor swift has um anyway So let's move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hi sisters. I've been dating this guy for about seven months and it's never been easy, but we've made progress. We have very similar goals and plans for the future. And he stepped up in areas that bothered me, but it took some time. My dad was a sex and porn addict and he knows this. He knows my biggest fear is ending up with someone like that. Recently, I learned he has an Instagram to save sexual images of women, purchases pornos slash rents pornos slash pays per minute on an adult DVD site, and also adult porn films online, but he claims he does not have an addiction. This alone has caused me so much anxiety. He says this isn't wrong because it's cleaner porn. To me, it seems like a problem to go to such great lengths just to access porn that's already available for free. He knows about the trauma from my dad and stopped for a few weeks when I tried to leave him. When he fell back into it, he once once again said that this isn't a problem. I feel like he doesn't care about how it affects me and always gets defensive. I told him I don't mind him watching it, but it's the lengths he goes to to that that bothers me. Now he told everyone I left him because he was watching porn, quote unquote, watching. 
So I look crazy and insecure. You don't, sweetheart. No, you don't. That was me. (laughs) Yeah. But my stupid beep is giving him another chance. We talked about couples therapy for a while now, and he deleted some of the accounts. But now he is saying he doesn't need therapy, but I do. For me, I realize it's much deeper than the porn. It's a lack of empathy, love, and self-reflection. He can also say some really hurtful things to me when I bring up issues. Do you have any advice? Do you think this is something that could be fixed? Oh, that's my heart. Christina, you and I do have very different views on porn. I would love to hear what your perspective is on this, and I'm happy to share mine as well. Well, it's clear that he has an addiction. You wouldn't, as Mm -hmm. you, she knows this, this listener is very perceptive. And unfortunately, she's gone through a lot of trauma. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there are quite a few people who are addicted to porn. And it is very, it's a very common thing. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people have worked through that and are no longer addicted. But the, this is not your husband. This is a guy you're dating. And I really think that you need to, my best advice would be to end things with him and say that I can't be with someone who this is something that you're still part of. If you want to do the work that it takes to end this part of your life, then let me know. I can't promise I'll be there on the other Mm -hmm. side. Yeah, but the door is open. If you go through the healing process, yeah, I'm going to have to go through healing of my own from this relationship because this this problem doesn't just hurt the person; it hurts the, everyone in that person's life. Yeah, so that's why porn is so tr- problem. Um, troublesome because you think, oh, people might think, oh, it's just just a tiny bit here and there, and then it becomes like smoking. You just can't stop. Mm-hmm. So, what I would do is is do your best to end things amicably, and you can say that line of that I just mentioned, and then do your healing, and then when you're ready, be able to date men, and just know that this is something that you're going to have to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so interesting because I personally do have um, experience with, um, I have experience with a lot of the things that you've put in here. Um, Addiction is something that I have experience personally with, with a man that I was with. And if I've learned anything about addiction, um, this sounds so similar. Like if you, if you took out the word porn and put in alcohol, I basically went through this exact scenario Mm -hmm. and it's so hard because you are like for certain people, they can have a drink and they can have two drinks and it's fine. They can stop at that. But for other people, they can't just have two drinks. They can't just have one drink. They have to have five. They have to do it every single day. If they don't do it, they have anxiety, depression, mood swings. Like the same thing goes if you substitute porn with drugs, with pills, with any, with alcohol. It is an addiction. This is 
an addiction. This is somebody that has a problem. And that's why he is so triggered when you bring it up. He gets demonic. Like you said, I mean, I'm saying the word demonic because that was my experience with it. It was like Jekyll and Hyde because when he was normal, like his baseline, as as long as he was fed with whatever drug or alcohol, it, for me, it was alcohol that I was struggling, that he was struggling with. And if he had, if he was just doing his thing, he was great. He was wonderful. But it was on the days when it was on the day the day after when he didn't have any alcohol in his system, or if we went too long without having a drink, then Hyde would start showing and you'd be like, what is going on? Oh my God. And this is so addiction is so hard when you're in a relationship, because also, like you said, he, yeah. If, if somebody then says, yeah, he tells everyone, oh yeah, you left him because he watched porn. Yeah. My, 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 my ex said, oh yeah, she left me because I I drank, I drank a little bit and she didn't like it. And then you seem insane and you can, yeah, you can talk yourself into thinking that you're insane, but guess what? You're not, this is an addict. This is an addict. And, and you can go back, you can go back and I believe me, girl, I was, I've been there. I went back. Mm -hmm. It only gets worse because then you have to apologize. You say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I think I was overreacting. It's really not that big of a deal, but guess what it is because it's an addiction. If somebody needs to do something every single day, it's an addiction. Also, like you said, so I'm also, my belief on porn is that I see it as like, I see it like drinking. And I, Christina, I know you don't agree with me. And I don't see it as this happy, wonderful, beautiful thing. But I I don't see it in the level of severity that I, I think it's a horrible industry. I completely agree with you. But I also think that I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if a guy or if a guy or a girl like turn something on and like f- like once a month whatever it, or just it's like to me that's not the biggest hugest deal i don't consider that cheating but it cannot be it can it can only be in that context and i do think that like with anything with drinking with if you're doing drugs like it's you like it is you are risking a lot when you put that on. So I do agree with you in that respect, but I don't think it's the absolute end of the world if somebody's doing it occasionally. I will also say that's my, Christina, I know you're looking at me, you're shaking your head. I get that. I didn't, my I didn't personal, shake my head at all. I know. Well, I, I, but well even though I, I do yeah, you disagree. It's, I a, it's like a ball that just keeps it goes down a hill and it just keeps like the snowball. So it starts yeah. out small and then it gets more and more snow. As you well, it can, Christina, it can, but I will be, it's not like for some people, it's not, some people can do, some people don't, that's not, it doesn't hook them, but other people, it does. That's why it's kind of like with like, listen, I, I know you disagree with this as objects and that's wrong. That's morally Christina. wrong. I agree with you. It's wrong to watch porn. It is morally wrong. I, Christina, that's your perspective. And I, I understand. And a a large element of me agrees with you there, but also there, there are more just female oriented, whatever. Okay. We don't have to, okay. 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 Stick to the question. Stick to the question. Okay. But I, no, but I mean, I, but I also think that I think it's just so important to also just 
flag the fact that like, I completely agree because not only is this an addiction and is this a huge problem? So already, regardless of your history and your past with your dad that had this exact problem, but the fact that this man is now kind of gaslighting you and making you think that you're crazy for all for for what he's doing it's i i think that for whatever reason god has planted this experience in your life because you've not done the healing from with your dad's your dad's addiction and your dad's stuff mm. so i'm a big believer that it's it is like for whatever reason this is a healing that you need to go through and your dad it probably whatever the healing that you had to do from that it maybe hasn't happened so i'm so excited for you to go through this healing it's not easy um like definitely what i would encourage you to do is get into a support group um get into a women's group yes. um meet sign up look for a women's group that meets every single week because you are going to need a strong support system and outside of your normal everyday friends because you need that you need that other level of support. I know that there's Al-Anon. Al-Anon is for people who are with partners who have alcohol addiction. I actually had looked into that when I was going through it. It was, I, I never actually went to an Al-Anon thing. Um, but I I, one of my girlfriends, um, went recently went through a situation and she had reached out to me because she knew what I went through. I'm not open about that. I I'm very private about that situation in my life, but I had opened up to her because she was telling me things and my whole body would light up. And I was like, this is a problem. And if you need Al-Anon, this is what, like, I almost did this, but thank God I didn't enter into a life where I needed that in my life, but there are, um, you need support because this is a really big issue and it's not going to get any better. You know, it's, it's only, it is mm-hmm. only going to yeah. get worse. Mm-hmm. It is only going to get worse. Um, and unless he goes through a full throttle, full throttle, like it's like he has to go to rehab, but yeah. it's, it's, there's no rehab for porn. So that's why it's even, it's even harder. Um, and also that but can there lead are to programs. Yeah. There are programs that he can do yeah. that that can that can help with this. And I'm just thinking yeah, it's a, not a totally a lost cause on trending with Timory. I think his name oh, I forget what his name Does is. Does Michael Gaspardo help with that with like porn addiction? He needs therapy. <laughs> well, Michael is a an is a MFT. And yeah. he's on trending with Timree as well. But yeah. there's another guest on trending with Timree who I will find and I'll tell, I'll just tell you what, yeah, what his yeah. name is. Let's get his, his name. Organization is. Let's mm-hmm. get his name. Let's get his organization. I'll yes. also share that I had um, also dated a guy who it came out because exactly you can't hide things. Like there's you, people try to hide what their addictions are, but it always comes out. Christina, we always say this, like you can't, you can't lie. You can't hide. It always comes out. So I had dated a guy and I found out that 
he also had a secret account that was following all of yes. these um, really, really scantily cad women, porn, vibes, all of that. And um, when I, you know, asked him about it, he then revealed to me that he watched porn every single day. And wow. he revealed later on that he had erectile dysfunction. Um, and in that, like, and then it's Makes like, sense. well, of course you do, but yet you watch porn every single day. And that's the only way that you can like, like, that's the only way that you can actually get it up and perform. And once you watch porn, it's like the Har Harvey Weinstein, you go, it goes, it's like, you want more and more and more different. Cause that little, that first little hit doesn't quite do it. It's an addiction. It's like with drugs. You start, you start with a little bit, then you go into, into the hard stuff. It's a gateway drug. So that's why you, if, if somebody is doing that, it's a slippery slope. I agree with you, Christina, but I also think that, you know, I, you know, cause I'm, so you know, yeah. I found the name, yeah. his name is Jim O'Day and he's the executive director of integrity restored. Yeah. Yeah. Integrity restored Jim O'Day. I love that. Okay. So well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you listener for sending yeah. me this question. I think it's going to help a lot of people. You're I completely not agree. And you're not crazy and you're not overreacting. I think Ooh. that that's the biggest thing because everyone would tell me, Oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, it's, he doesn't seem like an alcoholic. He's so sweet. He's so nice. Okay. Okay. D it. Thank you. Try dating him. Yeah. Try dating him. Have fun. Thank you. I know better. I know. I know the reality. So we anyway, to, we couldn't help but wonder. Yeah. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now as personal matchmakers in 2023, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. Season five, episode two, unoriginal sin. And Carrie couldn't help but wondering... What but wonder, what's the harm in believing? So this is the episode where Samantha decides to give Richard another chance, even after he was unfaithful. This is by IMDb, by the way, this um, little synopsis. Um, at, because nobody's perfect and it was quote unquote only sex. And like even Charlotte is like, like shocked by this because Charlotte is all about giving people like second, third, fourth chances. Like she, she loves love. Like she just, you know, Charlotte, like Charlotte's like me in that sense. Um, but also even though Miranda's an atheist, um, Steve, uh, he has a Catholic family and he really wants the baby baptized. So then they ask Carrie to be the, um, they ask Carrie to be the godmother, which is really comical. Um, but, and she's like, I don't think I can be, but anyway, um, but then Carrie was, um, just feeling kind of like imposter syndrome about having to write about relationships without having one herself. Um, and she was like going through this kind of weird patch of like, I'm writing about socks or something like that. And it was just really like not great content. And she was like, she then is getting like this call from her publisher and she keeps avoiding it because she's like, I'm getting fired. I'm getting fired. I'm getting fired. But they actually, um, were optioning her columns as a book. So it's like, she thought it was this horrible thing, but it turns out she, to be this huge place in her career, this huge, exciting thing about her career. And then Carrie, um, 
excuse me, Charlotte. Um, remember when Charlotte brings Carrie to this like group? Um, it's called the Foundation of Faith. And um and Charlotte. Oh, the fountain of faith. And um, and so Charlotte is like just kind of it's this woman just kind of preaching toxic positivity, oh, just yes. being like, Well, yes, you're that. not really, you're not do you really want it? I don't think you really want it. You're not really in that space of reception. You have to work on being in a space of wanting. You have to have faith or whatever they said. And then yeah. Charlotte's like, wait, but I've been doing everything. I've been saying the affirmations every day. And for some reason, he's not here. He's not coming and something's not working. And then she says, well, do you really want it? Are you really doing the work? Like, it's just so toxic. And this is like so all these, like there are, these. I, I'm also learning about this like self-help kind of cult of self-help um, right. of like how bad that that can be. That's like yeah. this thinking that you're this like magic thinking that if you don't, if you're thinking something, it's going to happen. And if you don't right. think about, oh, it's not going to happen. And that's not, right. that's not real. Like, I, but, but, but we can get brainwashed into thinking that and then it's we think it's all our fault and da, 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 da. so then Carrie who is like the voice of reason in the situation stands up and is like actually she wants it she's doing the work and da, da, da. and that's why it's so important to have like different types of friends in your life and not to just like if you're in a church group it's great to have people outside of that church group or if you're in a manifestation circle you have friends outside of that manifestation circle that can also be like hey sweetheart this is not quite right. Let's adjust this. Um, so yeah, that was the episode. Um, Christina thoughts. So I think what's the harm in believing. And I think that it's not just about believing that this person is going to, is going to be healthy for you. So Samantha went back to Richard and said, oh, well, it was just, it was just physical intimacy. It wasn't, it wasn't anything more than that. So I can, I'll be fine. It's not just about thinking that, oh, you really believe that it's, this is no, this was an unhealthy situation that needed to end. And even if you change your thinking, it's still going to be an unhealthy situation that you need to end. That's what I think it comes down to. So you can, yes, positive thinking is great, but not when you can't change the hard, cold reality of the yeah. facts of reality. And yeah. reality doesn't have to be cold all the time, because if you do take the steps to, to look for and to be present for and want a healthy relationship, that is something that you can move towards just because you say, okay, I believe that I'm going to find love this year. That doesn't mean that your future husband is going to come this year. It's not in your hands to, in your power to know exactly when he's going to come. But if you take the steps that you're doing everything you can, then you can surrender it and say, okay, God, I've done what I can. It's in your hands now. Yeah. And there's peace that comes in that. Yeah. I completely agree. And it's taking that inspired action and taking that time to be silent, be with yourself, listen to your higher self, listen to that inner wisdom, that inner goddess that you have, and just be open to reception and open to the flow. Um, anyway, 
So putting a little new age in there, Christina for you. I was going a to little say, new I, age. Alessandra, I am a goddess. <laughs> I am a goddess. But I will say, listen, affirmations are phenomenal and it is beautiful. I love affirmations. I do. They have changed my life. They, they're wonderful. But it's also like just knowing that you, it's, you can change your mindset and... It's, but also Christina, it's people's journeys. Life of like Rachel was telling me. So one of my best girlfriends that's in my women's group that we meet every Tuesday, it's the best thing ever. Um, she was talking about, she, um, uh, her Uber driver was a life coach bless, but her Uber driver said something that stuck and I loved it. And Hmm. she said, life is lifing, you know, life is just lifing. That's the way it is. It lifes, you know? That's life. And we have to kind of go through it to learn the lessons ourselves. Like we can just say all the things and give the best advice. But at the end of the day, like I have made so many horrific, like not, they're not even mistakes, but I've made moves that were like, oh, probably quite questionable and not exactly the right way, quote unquote, to go about the situation. But then I ended up learning for myself and I was able to say, oh, okay, this is, yeah, this is what I thought. And this is what I felt. And guess what? My intuition was spot on. Um, Mm. So, but sometimes we have to learn those lessons the hard way and that's okay. That's life. But that's literally what life is like learning. So So learning and growing. Let's catch up with the Contis. All right. You had a busy, a busy week. Oh my gosh. I sure have. What have I even done? I don't even know. Oh, I'm yeah. I was on this new little TV show, um, Market Live. I'll put the link. I think it was on. It's on something, but it was so much fun. Um, we recorded it in studio with um, this influencer, Drew Dorsey. She's a sweetheart. And this other amazing um, influencer, Danny. She's not even an influencer. She works for The Bachelor. Um, so I loved her. We just had the best time ever. So we did that filming. I'll link it. It's all about what to get your partner for Valentine's Day, regardless of where you're at in the relationship, like what stage of the relationship you're in, which is so fun. So we had a That's blast. It'll be good for people to... to- watch before. Yeah. Yeah. So like that gift guide. Um, and then, yeah. And then tomorrow I'm doing the from podcast. Right. Um, so yeah, so that will be really fun. And then that will be on from, I'd love to get Joe on our podcast. So maybe he can come on. He's from is a dating app, um, the new dating uh, app. Um, okay. so yeah, that'll be really fun. Um, tomorrow. And then, yeah, I mean, other than that, I've just been like, I matchmaker Maria was visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty big on TikTok. Um, she, as she has a beautiful following and, um, I spent a lot of time with her over the last week. Um, and that was amazing. And yeah, just living life and having a, having a lovely her company time. is called Agape. Yeah, Agape Mount. She's fabulous. They're in New York. Um, and then I met Louie, her well, I had known Louie, but we like actually bonded and I love him. So anyway, her yeah, husband it was just or her son. No, her her partner. Um, Louie is married to a man. So Louie, I oh, met I met his partner. partner. Okay. Yeah, I met his partner. Her, her business his, partner. Okay. Yeah, her business partner. And then I met Louie's actual husband um at the I brunch. See. It was steps away from our office, which was so lovely. This this um new place that just opened up. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was all amazing. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a hectic couple weeks, but really fun. What about you, Christina? Yes. And mine are just quick. I'm, it's my due date month. 
this oh month. Oh my gosh. So uh, my la- la- my latest Instagram post is what I look like now because I haven't really posted anything recent for yeah. people to see my see my belly. So, so check that out cute. if you'd like to see. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can listen. I'm, I posted one of my, the love bombing episode when I talked to Timory on trending with Timory on relevant radio about mm-hmm. love bombing, which is important for this month of love. Yeah. So that's that. that. We're so happy we got to spend some time with you all today. Finally. And we, and thank you all, Sandra. It's always a joy to be with you, even though we yes. talk 24 <laughs> seven. I know, but like Time is particularly special because we can yes. talk about deep things rather than just client business. business. Important indeed. Yeah. But, it, but it, we're really diving in. So thank you all, oh, we're, Sandra. And- we're deep diving. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, you guys. Thank you all so much. Christina, thank you. Love you so much. And um, I love you too. And you guys know where to find us and we'll see you all. We'll talk to you all in not next week, but the week after. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com. 